Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a great broadcasting episode. It is me, your host, for another great episode of Political Theater. I, Charles Nash, here on the great Dark Knight Mike. Folks, it is just newsworthy, newsworthy, newsworthy. I'm... I'm going to go ahead and get the Vipers here turning Japanese, our little intro song into the show here today. But let me tell you, there is so much news to go over here that has just dropped. Um, And a lot of it is, a lot of it is pushback from all of the things that are happening that is COVID from the CDC, from the Biden administration. You're having meltdowns happening right now within the Senate. You've got Chuck Schumer running around saying that there is going to be a vote for the $1.7 trillion spending bill and for the Save the Voters bill. Um, And and they're saying that that's going to be coming maybe as soon as this Friday that they're trying to woe Joe Manchin. So he's the Democrat, if you don't know who's from West Virginia, that's holding out, that stopped the whole BBB, build back better, waste of time. Now, I have got lots of things to go over here. I'm going to be bringing you what I talked about here, oh, I would say about maybe a week, week and a half ago, I did not drop a name over a medication that I said that I would be talking about once I got more information on it. I will be talking about that here today because there is a lot of talk about a certain type of drug. Um, The drug is called uh, Resdesivir, and it... It's a drug that, excuse me, it's a drug that the CDC and the FDA approved for COVID treatment. And it's got mixed reviews, but here of lately, it's been in the spotlight because they started administering this drug during the Delta variant uh, very heavily. And... I started getting a lot of reports, not just from local hospitals, not just from doctors and nurses that I know. I've been doing research on this drug. I have went through and looked at all of the um, trials and tests through different universities and studies on it. First, they came out and said that it helped relieve the sickness and uh, helped keep people alive. And then there's a new study that come out and says that's actually not true now. And even, even the, the CDC is saying not to take this drug, that this drug can actually kill people. Now I know there's a lot of people that's probably heard about this drug. I'm not the first to talk about it, but I'm going to bring it up because And I'm going to talk about it a little bit because now what we're hearing is a lot of people are dying after taking this drug. And it seems to not just be the elderly. 
I'm talking about people in their ages of mid-30s all the way up into their, you know, early 60s. Or that they're having bad reverse reactions to this to where if they're not elevated, it's actually causing harm and killing people. Now, I know there's going to be people out there that says, well, Mr. Nash, you're pushing a conspiracy theory. I'm not pushing a conspiracy theory. I actually have talked to several doctors here locally who I keep in touch with. You got to remember, folks, before uh, here the last six years, I, I worked with the hospitals here through Ohio, through Ohio Health. I no longer work in the medical field anymore. I had a fallout with Ohio Health, to make a long story short. They did not agree with me talking about and having my own show and a podcast. Had nothing to do with Ohio Health at all. They just did not like me talking about things in the open like this. That was one of the main reasons I was pushed out the door and I went elsewhere. And I'm not in the medical field anymore. Now, in my time for six years with them... Again, I know a lot of doctors, hundreds of them that I worked with, nurses, staff members through hospice, all sorts of people who come into contact just like I did every day with patients, rather in-home, retirement facilities, hospitals, doctor's offices, you name it. And I still have a very large amount of people that I talk to. And the reports that I'm getting in are disturbing over this drug. That after they're being administered with this drug, especially people that's got issues that's had COVID with their lungs, they're dying. It's, it's causing kidney failure. It's causing organs to shut down. So we're going to go into depth about this today. Now, <clears throat> the very first thing that I'm going to talk about comes from, well, the World Health Organization, or WHO. It says, WHO recommends against the use of, of remdesivir in COVID-19 patients? I'm going to say this again. This is from the World Health Organization. I had to do some digging on this. This was published the 20th of November of 2020. This was an early article I had to dig. It's a hard article to find, but it is on the World Health Organization. You just have to dig for it. So again, it says on their website, you have to dig for it. Who recommends against the use of remdesivir and COVID-19 patients. Here's what the World Health Organization had to say. It says, who has issued a, a conditional recommendation against the use of remdesivir in hospitalized patients regarding of disease severity, as there is currently no evidence that remdesivir improves, for, improves survival and other outcomes in patients. The recommendation was released on the 20th of November as part of a living guideline on clinical care for COVID-19. 
It says it was developed by an international guideline development group, which includes 28 clinical care experts, four patient partners, and one, um, well, it, it, it's a expert physician. It says the guidelines were developed in collaboration with a nonprofit magic evidence ecosystem foundation, the MAGIC, which provides um, med uh, medicological support. The guidelines are an innovation matching scientific standards with the speed required to respond to an ongoing pandemic. Now, again, they show that data, this is, again, this is from the World Health Organization on the drug remdesivir. Now, in a, in, a, in a trial here, and this was just a controlled trial, it says there were 7,000 patients across four trials that considered using this drug. Over all of those patients, <clears throat> it says right here, that there's rather severities to rather using the drug and that it showed no evidence of rather helping individuals with COVID-19 or did it give any evidence in any of the specific patient groups um, to basically what they're saying is they, they, they call it a, um, what's the word here I'm looking for? basically they're looking for to see if this drug would would cause longevity in people with covid that were were dying uh, excuse me dying from it and what they found is it it doesn't do anything it's actually been hurting patients now again <clears throat> this was on the 20th of november of 2020 now i know this has been 2 years ago but folks they haven't updated anything on that drug. It's still up on the World Health Organization website. If there was something new with this drug that was phenomenally working or not dangerous, it would have been pulled. I would have not been able to went and backtrack through this to find it. That's just one article in many that I found. Now, the next one, this one comes from firstdraftnews.org. Again, you can find this link at firstdraftnews.org. The article was published the, uh, let's see here, the September the 30th of 2021. So this one has only been about four months ago. The article is called Claims About Remdesivir Killing Patients Used to Discourage Medical Care. Now, I'm going to read this one and get into it a little bit because they claim that this is all false, that remdesivir does not hurt anyone. They go off of a European Union study a study that was done in Australia as well. And even though they can't in this article um, say for sure through their clinical trials 
that it's killing people, they, they still cannot say in this article, they go down right down through it and say that there's conflicting data about whether the drug is effective in preventing COVID-19 deaths. They even go through and talk about a video that has been banned on most social media outlets by a Dr. Brian Ardis. Uh, he is a professor and a doctor from Texas. Uh, he was a chiropractor. He was claiming about kidney failures and other organ failures with patients that were using um, remdesivir. Now, Facebook and Twitter, um, Instagram, <clears throat> in multiple countries, including the U.S., they basically said that this guy, this doctor, and he's not the only one, they, they basically discredited them and said that it's safe. They only discredited these people after the FDA approved the drug and said that it, it was showed that it was actually helping people get over COVID. Now, why am I bringing this article up when it's basically saying that it's a conspiracy theory, remdesivir is fine, it went through political trials, that their trials show that it actually was helping cure people with COVID or making them um, basically get over COVID quicker. Why would I be reading this article to everyone? Well, because I want to relate it back to the World Health Organization and the CDC. Because both of them have the exact opposite about remdesivir. And this is what I can't wrap my head around. I also find it funny that the same companies through Pfizer and all of these other Moderna, all these other companies that came out with the COVID shots are also the companies, <clears throat> the big biotech companies that tried to push through and did push through the drug remdesivir. And they pushed it through knowing, knowing the risks with the drug. <clears throat> now, again, you can find that and go through that. That that was um, that website again was. Pull that back up here. That was on firstdraftnews.org. Now, I want to look at another website because I've got a bunch of them here, folks. And it, I'm, I'm reading these off and I'm going through the history of this over this drug. Because I have a lot of doctors here within the last two months have reached out and told me they've stopped giving this drug in hospitals. Or now that a lot of people are aware of it, because people are mysteriously dying after taking it within 24 hours. Or they're getting over COVID and they're getting ready to be released from the hospital. The doctors come in and say, well, you've got a little bit of issues with your lungs post-COVID, COVID-related, and they're giving them remdesivir. And these people are mysteriously dying. Or their body is shutting down. When... They were on the road to recovery. 
or they were getting ready to be discharged. I'm reading this off, folks, because if you're someone who has had COVID or you have a loved one that's elderly, or it could be your husband, your wife, anyone, please pay attention to this. One thing we are all bad at is when we go to the hospital, nurses and doctors just come in and they put things in your IV. And a lot of times we don't ask questions. I was in the hospital here about two years back over an ulcer. And a friend of mine came in to visit me. And the nurse came in and was wanted me to take a pill. I wasn't even paying attention. And before I took that pill, my friend asked her, he goes, well, what's that pill for? And she goes, what's for his cholesterol? And he goes, does he have a cholesterol problem? And I looked at the nurse and I said, yeah, do I have a cholesterol problem? And she goes, well, no. And my friend, his name was Scott Urquhart, he said, well, why is, why does he need a, why does he need that pill then? For his cholesterol, if his cholesterol is fine. Now, I know that's just a cholesterol pill, folks, but there has been other times I've been in the hospital or you go into the hospital with somebody and they're sick and they're just shoving things through IVs. You have no idea what's being flushed into your body. And this is why I'm reading these articles about remdesivir. Do your research on it. You don't have to take my word for it. If you think I'm a conspiracy theorist, go right ahead and believe that then. If you think there's something to it or you're somebody that's on the fence about this whole COVID thing and what's going on, you need to look into this. When I have physicians reaching out to me saying, hey, um, we're, we're kind of moving away from this because there's a lot of bad things that's happening to patients that's been in recovery. And then they're shutting down after we give this drug to help flush their systems or give them that final push to recovery and they're dying. I don't think that's a coincidence, my friends. And you should be asking questions. I give another article here. This is from science.org. The article is called The Very, Very Bad Look of Remdesivir, the first FDA-approved COVID-19 drug. It says the Food and Drug Administration held no advisory meeting on antiviral, and the European Union signed contract without knowing a failed trial. It says October. This was in October of 2021. And they have another article again and on the 28th of October, 2020. Both articles are pretty close to one another on this. The newest one reads this. It says October was a good month for Gilead Sciences. The giant manufacturer of antiviral headquarters and Foster City, California. On the 8th of October, the company inked an agreement to supply the European Union with a drug, Renvesimir, as a treatment for COVID-19 and a deal potentially worth more than $1 billion. 
Two weeks later, on October the 22nd, the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, approved rendesimir for the use against the pandemic COVID SARS-2 or COVID-19 in the United States. The first drug to receive that status. The EU, the EU and U.S. decision paved way for Gilead's drug into two major markets, both with soaring COVID cases. Now, science has here, it says, their website says that the FDA's decision to use Randesimir for the U.S. and EU under their deal came under very unusual circumstances that gave the company important advantages. It says the FDA never consulted a group of outside experts that it has at the ready to weigh in on complicated antiviral drug uses. That group, the Antimicrobiological Drug Advisory Committee, or the AMDAC, uh, mixes infectious disease cl uh, clinicians with biostatistics, pharmacists, and a consumer representative to review all valuable data on experimental treatments that make recommendations to the FDA about drug approvals. Yet it had not convened once during the pandemic or when they approved the drug Randesimir. Now, I read this to everybody because, again, you can see now what I'm talking about when I say this drug was not tested. It was not, uh, there was no preliminary evaluation on it. This drug was just passed through. Even though there's studies on it now, and the studies, some of them are mixed, a lot of them are bad. And then you have the media that props this drug up and says, oh no, it's a lightsaver. When the morality rate on this thing is bottomed out, And I'm getting a lot of physicians, medical experts that are saying this drug is linked to a lot of bad or unknown variables and patients that are dropping over dead. Now, At the bottom of this article, it says the FDA said that they have no obligation to convene outside panels for its decisions and that they stressed, they basically stressed that the, the universities like Yale and Hardy and all sorts of outside pharmaceutical companies and marketing areas, they basically said that a governmental input was all they needed to pass this drug. When science, the website here, questioned them about the drug, the FDA did not respond to the science request to discuss why they opted against convening the committee to, dis to, to discuss the decision that the directors made through the FDA for this antiviral drug Remdesivir. So now the plot thickens, folks, on this drug. 
I'm telling you, I, I didn't want to talk about this drug until I went through and actually did a lot of research on it. And what I have found, what I have found is actually really quite startling. And like I said, that's why I'm reading this to everybody. When they put this drug out and then they, them and the who are now, it's on their website. You have to dig through it. But they're saying now it's not safe and it's still up on their website. You've just got to dig to find it. Folks, wake up. It's not a safe drug to take. And yet we still have hospitals and doctor's offices administering this drug. We just had a family friend here, oh, about two weeks ago. I have yet to reach out to his wife. It was one of my older brother's friends. He got COVID. They, he, he got on a ventilator. They took him down to Columbus. He was recovering. Now, I don't know if this drug was tied to him or not, but he had things that they were pumping in and out of him. I want to ask his wife if she can look at the medical records to see what was given to him. Because he was getting ready to leave the hospital and all of his organs shut down mysteriously and he died. I'm not going to give the name out. So anyone that emails me about a name, I'm not going to give the name out. That's patient privacy rights. I, I will not do that. Again, I have to reach out to, to his wife. She's a widow now to find out more about this. And I, I don't want to speculate and say that this was tied to that drug until I get concrete confirmation. But I, I have lots of people reaching out to me over this, this very topic. And again, I'm not going to sit here and tell everybody that this drug is linked to a bunch of deaths. That I have no information on the patients. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is I'm forewarning everybody. Start paying attention to what is being administered to people, especially loved ones in the hospital. If you have someone that just was recovering and all of a sudden they dropped over dead unexpectedly and the hospital can't tell you what happened and you just get this, well, it's COVID related. Start looking at the medications and I would start looking at this one. You may be surprised on what you find. Now, I have to take a short commercial timeout here. We're going to talk about this just a little bit more when we come back, and then I'm going to move on to my next section of the show. So we will be right back. Stay tuned, folks. Stress, headaches, and long hours at work. That pain in your lower back that just won't go away. Day after day, Week after long week. You for once wish you could be pampered. Get some feeling of relaxation you've long deserved. Well, I'm happy to announce you can. And it's easy, affordable, and just a click or phone call away. When life has taken away my relaxation, I check into the Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness. Located at 6174 Commerce Drive, Suit E in Mount Galliot, Ohio. Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness 
offer a wide variety of services, including relaxation massage, therapeutic deep tissue massage, cupping, hot stones, prenatal massage, facials, facial waxing and cupping, eyebrow tinting and eyelash lifting, CBD muscle mender, and even aromatherapy. They are a five-star rated business. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page or tailoredmassagetherapyandwellness.com. You can also contact them by email at tailoredmassagewellness at gmail.com or by phone, area code 567-233-3288. When it comes to Mother Nature, anything is possible. And with the unknown possibility comes severe weather. With these severe weather, what usually happens? You get down trees. Once the tree is removed, you've got these stumps just sitting everywhere. They're ungodly, and they're just sitting in your yard, folks. Rather in the backyard, the front yard, up against your house. And they're just a sight for sore eyes. You have to mow around them. You have to stare at them through your windows. Your neighbors don't like seeing it. It makes your property values go down. And over time, stumps start to decay, become sinkholes, or even become bug infested. And who wants to have to call an exterminator for an extra cost? But folks, there is an answer to this problem. It's called Neidhart's Stump Removal and Land Clearing Operations. A family-owned and operated business Nyhart's Stump Removal offers not only stump removal, but forestry, logging, tree cutting services, demolition, as well as excavation. And they're fully insured if something would happen while they're on the job. For more information, you can contact them at 740-751-5654 or visit their website at www nineheartsstumpremoval.com or send your questions to info at nineheartstumpremoval.com. How many people love sweets? Well, if you're anything like me, folks, you always have that sweet tooth. But there's a solution when it comes to your sugar delight needs. Introducing Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery. With over 40 plus years in bakery experience, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is your one-stop shop for all your bakery sweets that you're ever gonna need, folks. From delicious sugar cookies decorated to match any special party or party theme occasion, pies and amazing cupcakes from garment flavors to traditional, and fabulous wedding cakes for that one-in-a-lifetime moment. Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is hands down the professional and dependable business that you need to order from. For more information, contact Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery at 419-709-0918 
or check out their Facebook page for more details and special offers. Dad, I want a cookie. Looks like I'm going to be making a late night order to Lisa Sprinkles Cookies and Cakeries, folks. In today's juggle between family and work, it's hard to get out of the same old routine and into something new. When you do have time for an adventure or for a vacation, you want to find something that's new and magical for you and the family. May I suggest the Ohio Railway Museum in Worthington. Founded in 1948, the Ohio Railway Museum is one of the oldest railroad museums in America. The museum is designed to educate through a historical exploration of century-old rail evolution. Ohio Railway in Worthington offers a glimpse of railroading past through their exhibits, like static equipment displays of electric traction and steam. They also offer rides with both of their street cars and Pullman passenger cars. For the kids, for example. So come take your family on a visit through a historical journey of locomotion. The Ohio Railway Museum is located at 990 uh, Proprietors Road in Worthington, Ohio. Open Sundays for the 2021 season from noon to 4 p.m. through the end of December, weather permitting. Regular pricing for adults is $9, children $7. Senior citizens and people with military personnel badges and IDs is $8. And as always, children under the age of three are free. You can ride as many times as you'd like on the ticket date as well. For more information, visit their website at www.ohiorailwaymuseum.org or you can go to Facebook or contact the museum directly at 614-885-7345 for more details for their seasonal events. And remember folks, it's a ride on a train of adventure and education. Don't miss out. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Charles Nash from Political Theater. You know, I get to do a lot of local ads for small businesses and businesses that are just opening up here in Ohio. And out of all of them that I've done ads for, there's one that really stands out to me just because of the story behind it. And it's so touching. That would be Footprints and Wax. Now they are a fairly new small family business they are located between Galleon and Mount Gilead, Ohio. They create all-natural, hand-poured soy wax melts. All-natural, chemical-free face, body, hand, feet, and lip scrubs. Chemical-free products that help eliminate many dangerous toxins from entering the home and our bodies. They also create hand-painted, beautiful wooden ornaments for any occasion, the perfect gift for loved ones. And with the holidays just around the corner, who could pass up on their wide variety of gift baskets they have to offer? Pricing is reasonable and affordable. They provide a professional and speedy process 
while also trying to maintain the highest quality of products for their customers. Working hours are Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or on their webpage at www.footprintsandwax.com. Or you can call the owner, Missy Boggs, area code 419-569-1222 for further questions. And tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Thanks, folks. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, Charles Nash, your host from Political Theater. When you wake up in the morning, you're tired. You're trying to fumble around the bedroom, find your way down the stairs into your kitchen. And what's the one thing you want to do? You want to get woke up. Well, that's where I have a problem. In the morning, I try to find the best coffee that I possibly can. The regular things off the store shelves just don't work for me. But I found a coffee and a company that does. It's called Black Rifle Coffee. Now, Black Rifle Coffee is made and owned by veterans here in the United States. They serve a premium coffee. The coffee is imported from highly qualified coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They're roasted for five days at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. They have some of the best coffee that you can imagine. One cup and even a half a cup gets me woke up in the morning and I've got enough energy to carry me through the rest of the day. So I'm here to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee. You can go online to blackriflecoffee.com, order from their webpage, They will ship it to your house directly. They've got several different kinds of roasts. And again, some of the best coffee you'll ever have. That's Black Rifle Coffee. And if you don't want to believe me or take my word for it, go to their website. You can get a free trial yourself and taste the magic in their coffee. Again, that's Black Rifle Coffee. Try it. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, from our first commercial break here. Got the uh, cutting crew uh, just died in your arms. Fitting, I guess, for what we're talking about here. Gonna go ahead and get them chimed out here and get right back to what we were talking about in the news. Now, I'm not going to keep on talking about remdesivir. I think I've talked about that enough. Now, I do have some other news and some great information, uh, some sites that people can go to if you want to see accurate, up-to-date information that is reported every day. I have a great one right here. Now, how many people have been told during the whole pandemic And I know we hear it from the the Biden administration all the time. If you're vaccinated, 
you're 100% safe from COVID. If you get the booster, you're 100% safe from COVID. The people that's causing this pandemic to stay around and linger is the unvaccinated. How many times have we heard that? How many times does that get shoved down everybody's throat every single waking day? And if you're the drive-by media or the far left, what do you do? You shove this down people's throat every day. Well, I've got a great site. It's 100% fact because the, the reports that are reported into this are updated daily. And guess what it is, folks? How many people here have heard of Open Veers? It's openveers.com. You can go in. They give reports. You can read the CDC disclaimer on it. This website takes people that report every day. The actual people that it's happening to report to this site. If you get sick with COVID, you could actually report your information to this site. Well, they get so many reports, they've started keeping track of all of the vaccinated individuals that's coming down with COVID. And not just COVID. They look at everything. And you can go through and even look at the individual reports submitted by regular people and the public. Your average Joe. They report all the things happening to them rather from being vaccinated or from getting COVID. Now, the one that I'm going to read you here is reports from the Vaccine Adverse Effects Reporting System. So this was updated just today through December the 24th of last year. So far, people that have been vaccinated just within a two-week period here, 21,002. That this has been reported on, that's COVID-related deaths with people that are vaccinated. Hospitalizations here in the United States. It will not give you state by state. People that are vaccinated, 110,609. Urgent care, 109,245. Doctor's office visits, 156,456. And again, this is just reported to the site. People with anaplexia, 8,676 that are vaccinated and had some kind of an issue because of being COVID vaccinated. People that are Bell Palsy, that have Bell Palsy, 12,532. Miscarriages reported from the vaccines, 3,435. Again, this is just people that's reported this. It doesn't even look to grand scale of individuals that have it or don't know about this site. 
heart attacks related to the vaccination process, 10,640. And there was an article here just uh, about two weeks ago on heart attacks and COVID uh, shot related issues. And it got downplayed by the far left drive-by media. Now they're backtracking on it. That was under myocardiites. Now under myocardiites, it's two, it's 22,117. And it just goes down through here, folks. Severe allergic reactions, 36,492. Shingles, 11,462. And it just goes on. It gives you a, a, an average day by day for what's reported. And again, you can go through and look at the individuals who supported, who, who, who gave these reports to this website over the issues that they had with the COVID-19 shot. So there's a lot of information. And this is just one of many informational things that OpenVar, OpenVars has on their website. This is just one and many that I wanted to share with everybody. Now, another one here that I have, another one here comes from thegatewaypundit.com. I had a friend that gave me this website because of some of the information that, that it contains, but two, I wanted to be able to go through and look up some information on the drug remdesivir and they do a really good job with the information that's that's supplied so there's an article here this was on november the 21st of 2021 it says shocking uk study stuns medical community it says vaccinated people 60 and younger are twice as likely to die as unvaccinated people now, going through this article, it talks about it talks about an underlining data set of vaccinated people under 60 that are twice as likely to die than people that are unvaccinated. And this came as an overall death in Britain's because it's, it's running above normal over there in that country. Now, I'm not going to go into this whole article. I want people to go to the thegatewaypundit.com. I want you to read this article. Again, it was dated November the 21st, 2021. It was published at 8.45 a.m. A very good article. It gives the breakdown of everything that they're talking about in this article how they, they came about this study, what the study entailed. And I'm not going to get into it because I want people to go through and read it. Because you hearing it from me may not, it, it may turn people off. I want people to read some of this. Making your own decisions. Educating yourself. That's why I do this show, folks, so that you can get information that's not a bunch of media-driven dribble. 
and you can make your own educated guess. And if you don't think this is correct, then just discard it. But everybody should look at that website. It's got tons, tons and tons and tons of information, not just on COVID. Anything that's medical related, it's on there. And I mean, you can, the, the best thing about that website, you can go through day by day. There's probably 20 or 30 articles a day. But you can go through their, their they have like a, a category logged um, day by day on all the stuff that they talk about. You can go through and find any of their articles. So if you want to backtrack and go through, you can. Great information on that website. I'm telling you. Check it out. You will find a lot of information on there and a probably things that you never even knew about. Great source of information. I'm glad one of my friends uh, gave me that website here to look over. Now, speaking of that website, I'm going to go right into this news article from Newsmax. Now, this was published the 29th of December. So it hasn't even been a week yet, folks. It's just been like three or four days here. Now, this was from Newsmax. It says Twitter suspends mRNA vaccine pioneer mandate critic. It says Twitter has suspended Dr. Robert Malone, a key architect of the mRNA technology that helped catapult COVID vaccines into early use, who has become a viral critic of the COVID-19 mandates and regulations. This was also reported on the uh, Epoch Times, uh, which was reported on Wednesday, last Wednesday. Now, why did they suspend him in this article? Why did, why, did, why did Twitter suspend him? Well, because he talks about how what they've done to the, with having mandates, having mandates for children. Uh, he talks about the corruption that went into forcing this down the public's throat. He talks about what's actually in the COVID-19 shots, and you would be surprised with what's in there. Remember that the whole article I talked about, about how Pfizer said it would take 55 years for them to put out the information? Well, because this guy's leaking a bunch of information about these vaccines from different companies because he helped produce them. They're trying to silence him. Twitter is just the latest one. That's just like here today, folks. Uh, I know this is a little off topic. Joe Rogan. Twitter suspended Joe Rogan. Why? Because of the same thing here. The topics that he's talking about with COVID. The topics that he's talking about within the health industry. Things that are going on. They suspended Joe Rogan because they said that he's he broke their policy for giving out false information. Now, folks, I, I've been guilty of this, too. They I, I had 
not just Twitter suspend me, which I don't really care because I don't use Twitter anymore. I had it for maybe three or four days. It was the same thing on YouTube. I used to put all of my videos for my show so people could see what I'm doing as I do these shows. Anytime you put in anything with COVID in a topic, or if it says anything about COVID at all, or anything in the health field as your topic header, they will suspend you before it even posts. They don't even have to listen to the video or watch it. Anything that says COVID-19, they will suspend it. And they will put it down as their community policy that you broke for spreading disinformation. That is the big tech company that we live in. Now, Joe Rogan being suspended, he just went to uh, Gitter, G-T-T-R. Uh, it's an open um, new multimedia outlet. It was from one of the Trump one of Trump's advisors. He started this after the whole um, backlash with Donald Trump and and Twitter. Now it was just reported today that 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 media outlet, uh, social media outlet, now has over a million followers and is growing. And Seth Rogen is now promoting it. So it, it's not just me or Seth Rogen. It's <laughs> You have a doctor here who is speaking out. He helped build the freaking vaccines and they're trying to silence him because he disagrees with what they made and what and who they're targeting it for and the mandates behind it. If anyone would know anything about these, these shots, these vaccines, as they call it, I, I would think it would be a leading expert that helped develop them. And that is his field. It's a good read. I would suggest again, people read this information. Just something to bring up. Now, I had a couple people chime in to me here before New Year's. I got a story. I'm not going to name the name. It was a young girl. She was from New Jersey. She had emailed me, was asking me about if hospitals get paid money for COVID-related illnesses for reporting every COVID patient that goes into a hospital and is put down as, yes, they have COVID or they died of COVID. Now, I know most people, when I say this, are going to go, seriously, now you're going to make a conspiracy theory about hospitals are getting paid for reporting COVID patients? Well, guess what? They do. They get government money for every time the hospital says someone has COVID. And I'm going to also give you a fact piece to prove it. Are you ready? And anybody, if you disbelieve me, you can look this up and guess where it's at. You'll have to dig for it, but they have not pulled it down yet. If you go to cms.gov forward slash Medicare 
forward slash COVID-19. It's basically MS, or excuse me, CMS.gov. You can find this. It's hidden, but you can find it. It's, there's an article it first starts off with that says new COVID-19 treatments add-on payment. NCTAP. It talks about federal releases for the COVID Act. But it does also give a little bit of information about what hospitals get for pushing every person that comes down with COVID. They get a percentage, the hospital does, of federal and state funding for reporting that for every patient. It says the coding for the NCTAP claims are those that are eligible for 20% add-on payments under Section 3710 of the CARES Act. Enable claims have both of the following. The ICD-10-CM diagnosis code COVID-19 or U07.1. It says also that anybody that is coded under this for COVID-19, again, they get a percentage of state and federal funding the hospital does for every patient. It's right here in black and white. You have to dig for this. That's why I gave the website. You have to scroll one or two scroll clicks down. It's at the top, but you can find it. And it is on this website, which again is through the CDC and FDA. I wanted to share that with everybody because if, if again, you think that the hospitals don't get paid federal and state funding for every time they, provo- they they report COVID patients, you're dead wrong. They do. Just like in the same piece of information, an article down from it, a paragraph down, excuse me, they even give the codes for COVID-19 deaths under what drug here? <gasps> Remdesivir. Oh my heavens. If that is not a smoking gun, I don't know what is. Now, why would that be on there? Hmm. Now, would that be a coincidence, even with doctors telling me that after recovering patients take Remdesivir, something Deadly is happening to patients. And I'm reading out a log here about payouts through COVID. And now there's one on here for Red Decimir. Hmm. You do the math here of what I'm trying to add up to all of my listening audience. Again, 
don't take my word for it. It's right there in black and white in CMS.gov under CMS.gov forward slash Medicare forward slash COVID-19 treatment. It's right there, folks. It is right there. Someone sent this to me, like I said, it was a girl in New Jersey asked me this information and I did a little bit of digging and she did a little bit of digging and we just happened to find this information and you can find it through the CDC, the FDA, through this website on cms.gov. It's not been pulled yet. It might after this comes to light. Just a bit of information for everyone to look up. Now, before I take my next commercial timeout, I have one more article here. It's from Fox News. It says, critics question Biden's FDA approval of COVID boosters for children. Slap in the face to science. We've all heard this follow the science. It says, President Biden yet again faces backlash over the FDA's booster approval process, which recommended boosters for children this week without convening for a panel of advisors to weigh in on the matter. See this again? See this again? We are jumping the gun with something they don't even know is safe for this age limit, just like they did for remdesivir. A letter that was sent from a FDA approval uh, scientific board member and from the chief of James Hopkins, or excuse me, John Hopkins, a Dr. Marty McCurry. The letter says, Dear President Biden, FDA is bypassing its scientific advisors to authorize boosters for all kids 12 to 15 next week. This is unacceptable. It continues. It undermines the integrity of the FDA's standard process. Please require FDA to put this authorization before the VRBPAC Advisory Committee for a vote. Signed, Dr. Marty McCurry, Chief of John Hopkins Institute of Transplant Center. And this was sent out on a tweet. This was sent out on Saturday. And Fox News picked this up. And again, it says, Normally, the Vaccine and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee votes do anything that has to do with COVID-19 or COVID-19 shots, boosters, anything through BioNTech's 
anything that they want to put out or get FDA approval on. So there you have it. Now, when we come back, I'm going to switch gears. We're going to move away from COVID. I've got some other big stories that's involving the Senate and the House. Um, this build back better um, stall in the Senate because of Joe Manchin and some other news related to it. So we're going to go to a commercial timeout. Stick with me, folks, and we'll be right back. Time, a word we take for granted. As the years pass by, so does one's age. Families and loved ones share memories and moments. Many times, as loved ones pass on, they bequeath antiques from their past that end up carrying on into the future through their loved ones, as antique items are handed down through generation to generation. Friends, if you're someone like me, antiques are a way to pass along one story onto the next generation. And maybe that's why my friends at the On The Square Antiques specialize in just that, antiques. Located in downtown Mount Gilead, Ohio, On The Square Antiques feature fine antiques, collectibles, furniture, grand millennial, granny chick, artwork, and very nice jewelry. Store hours are Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Sunday, 12 to 4 p.m. They arrange payments very easily, and you can pick up at your own convenience, or shipping options are available. For more information, check out their Facebook page on On The Square Antiques, or you can message them at onthesquareantiques at yahoo.com or even by phone, area code 614-330-6322. And as they always say, happy antiquing. Friends, when it comes to big, costly concrete projects, rather for the residential, commercial, or just for decorative needs, you want a company that's reliable and professionally dependable. That's why for all of my concrete project needs, I contact the people at Pennington Concrete. Pennington Concrete is locally owned and an operated business. They specialize in residential, commercial, and decorative concretes. And they are a five-star rated business. So if you have any concrete projects and need help getting your concrete masterpiece off the ground, put the trowel tools down and call the professionals at Pennington Concrete. You'll save loads of time, money, and headaches. For more information, you can contact Pennington Concrete at 740-396-7620 or check out their Facebook page under Pennington Concrete and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you.
Need an outside cleaning? Better call ProSelect! House siding, brick, or exterior dirtied or mildewed? Better call ProSelect! Deck looking dingy or yellowed? Better call ProSelect! How about gutter stains or window smudges? You better call ProSelect! ProSelect Exterior Cleaning and Services. For more information or to schedule a free estimate, call 740-504-8311 or visit their website at ProSelect LLC or Facebook. Email them at proselect.es at gmail.com for more information. Looking for innovative and professionalism when it comes to the residential and commercial construction? Well, have I got the company for you folks. America's Pioneer Construction. With over 25 years of building and management experience, Pioneer Construction is the leader in craftsmanship and creativity through construction. Started in 1995 by a master carpenter and craftsman, the company has grown and evolved with the reputation of construction known for trust, knowledge, and integrity. From custom-built homes to renovations, Pioneer provides superior customer service and satisfaction in the areas of general contracting, construction management, design and build, planning, and complete project management through the whole construction process. So if you're looking for a dependable and knowledgeable company to get your dream project off the ground, Call Pioneer Construction Company, located in Mount Gilead, Columbus, and the Cincinnati, Ohio areas. Or you can drop them a message at Pioneer Construction, 1975.jb3 at gmail.com, or scroll through their website at pioneerconstruction.us for more information. You won't be sorry that you did, folks. When you are in need of drain and plumbing services, there's only one place, ladies and gentlemen, for local service that you can actually rely on. That is Dolan Drain and Plumbing Service. Located in Cardington, serving the Morrow County area, Dolan Drain and Plumbing offer quality service and customer satisfaction. With drain cleaning, camera inspections, and a full plumbing service, they offer a 24-7 emergency service for you and your family when the unexpected rears its ugly head. Billing is easy and affordable, and they offer a 10% off for services with cash payments. So if you are in need of a drain or a plumbing service issue, call Doolin and Plumbing Service, area code 419-560. 6807 and put your drain and plumbing services in their hands. You'll be thankful you did, folks. And we're back from our last commercial sponsored timeout break, folks. 
I've, I've got uh, Zach uh, Brown Band here with Island Song. And it's a really good song. If you're somewhere on a beach and you're living it up, this is the song. So we're going to get Zach Brown Band here. We're going to get them phased down. But you know why I started off with that song? Well, it's really easy. It goes right into my next uh, news article here. And... <laughs> It, it was pushed by, by Fox News and a couple other outlets. But uh, it says, uh, the article reads, DeSantis, which is Governor DeSantis of Florida. It says, DeSantis jokes about Dems from strict COVID states visiting Florida after AOC spotted maskless in Miami. Now... We've, we all know who AOC is. She's, she's part of the Democratic left squad. Well, <clears throat> Miss uh, Ancasio-Cortez, she was in Florida here, <clears throat> excuse me, and she, uh, she was maskless, partying it up. There's actually video going around, and, and she's hugging people, laughing. She's drinking in bars. Uh, I believe she even made some comments about um, sexual frustrations within the GOP. It, it just bizarre riddick, or you know, wording coming out of this woman's mouth, uh, especially for someone who represents. Um, a seat and making decisions as, as a Congresswoman, you, you would think she would have a little bit more decor. Apparently not. But uh, I had to laugh about this. It says that uh, Florida governor Ron DeSantis joked about how Democrats from States that are draconian uh, coronavirus politics that keep popping up in his state for vacation. It says DeSantis was asked about the <clears throat> about this during a press conference Monday after progressive rep Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, Democrat from New York, was spotted in Miami over the weekend not wearing a mask while at a crowded drag bar. You have DeSantis here. He's saying, if I had a dollar for every lockdown politician who decided to escape to Florida over the last two years, I'd be a pretty doggone wealthy man. Let me tell you, DeSantis was said joking. He said, I mean, Congress people, mayors, governors, I mean, you name it. They're flocking here. Well, I wonder why that is, Mr. DeSantis, because probably because your state a red state, has stayed open. You are a beacon of inspiration to people. You have not locked down, even though you've caught hell from everyone. Every Democrat tries to shut everyone down. It's always those people in Florida, they're causing the pandemic to be worse. And yet the numbers are down. Business is booming. Tourism is up. <laughs> and all these people are flocking all the naysayers, 
and far left are flocking to Florida. He's got a point. You you have to you you have to laugh about it, folks. I just had to share that. I had to share the comments from from him, and and some of the riddick that <laughs> that came out of AOC's mouth. Uh, it just really bizarre. The next article here is from Politico. <clears throat> I said I was going to get into the whole issue with the House and the Senate. This article is from Politico. It came out today. It says Schumer tries to jumpstart Dems with rule change threat. Here we go. They know they can't push their agenda and pass this Build Back Better plan. They can't pass not only their spending spree, they cannot pass this voter bill that they want to push through that would gut voters and tip it in their favor. So Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, or Chucky Schumer, as they call him, he's basically threatening to change the rules in the Senate with the filibuster. It says Chuck Schumer is attempting a filibuster Hail Mary as Democrats' agenda on both election reform and President Joe Biden's economic plans remain stalled at the beginning of a critical midterm election year. Of course, folks, they're going to lose their butts come the, 20, the, the 2022 year. This is why all of those, as they say, moderate Democrats are all retiring. And I, I'm joking when I say moderate. But this is why there's so many of them pouring out of there and retiring. They know what's coming. No one is happy. Look at Joe Biden's numbers. That should be a big indicator right there. I mean, for crying out loud. It says the Senate Majority Leader warned Monday that the Senate will debate and vote on changes to the chamber's rules by January 17th, which is Martin Luther King Day, unless Republicans get out of their way on elections reforms. His, th his threat seems inevitable since Republicans are almost certain to block Democrats' next attempt to bring up their priority legislation. So there you go. They can't pass anything. It's stalled. So we're back to threats about changing the filibuster. They're going to go the nuclear option. <clears throat> this is what this is about. <clears throat> it has nothing to do, folks, about what the country needs. It has nothing to do about what they're not even looking at. Which is, we have inflation so bad adding more money to the national debt, pouring more money into a broken system, that all of those things that they want to implement will do nothing. It's going to hurt the American public, especially the middle class and those in the poverty line areas. 
The Democratic Party is so far out of touch, they know it. They know they've imploded on themselves. This is why people, again, are retiring out of their left and right. They know what's coming. With that being said, <clears throat> you have people like Chucky Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, the squad, you name it. You're going to see all of these real radical individuals, folks, on the Democratic Party. They ain't just going to go nuclear. They're going to go beyond nuclear. They're going to go catastrophic on everyone because they have nothing to lose. Because they already know the writing is on the wall for them. So why not just go Godzilla on everyone? And that's what you're going to see. Just a, <clears throat> excuse me, just a very interesting article here that I wanted to share. Which gets us to our last two articles before I end tonight's program. I found this one really interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. This comes from Newsmax. It says, Biden blames meat packing giants for soaring U.S. meat costs. Let me read this again. Biden blames meat packing giants for soaring U.S. meat costs. <clears throat> you have to excuse me, folks. I'm losing my voice here towards the end. It says, Joe Biden announced independent U.S. farmers a $1 billion in aid Monday as part of a battle against meatpacking giants he accuses of building monopolies to squeeze out smaller competitors. Now, I will agree with one thing here from Joe Biden. You ain't going to hear me say that very often. <clears throat> this is a true thing that is happening. First, it was blamed on the drivers here about two years ago. It was the drivers from <clears throat> small farmers taking the meat to be processed. And then the processing plants were saying, well, the cost, we have to up the cost because the drivers are demanding more wages. And that's why the meat costs are going up. No. You have giant monopolies, meat monopolies. But here's where Joe Biden and his administration has this wrong again. How many of these monopolies in the meat markets are foreign companies? And the answer, because I've done my research on this, every one of them. Folks, the United States, <clears throat> excuse me, the United States has sold out almost all of its big companies when it comes to the meat industry. There are several companies that were bought out by China, overseas investors, Germany, you name it. We don't own any of them. 
almost every one of the major meat packing or meat competitors out there, large corporations, they're all foreign owned. Everything that was here in the U.S. has been bought out or stripped. Why do you think meat prices are up? I don't disagree with what Joe Biden said. The fact of the matter is, though, they, they miss the mark on this in the meat industry. And, and them giving money to farmers, small businesses, isn't going to do anything. Because here's the issue. How many small businesses, meat businesses, rather at the commercial, industrial level, or local, they can only take in so much to process and sell from farmers, local farmers. They can't compete on a national and global level. They've been squeezed out too bad. They do not have the means nor the manpower to do it. And even if they did, the cost to do it is killing your local farmers. So they can't. They have to rely on these big companies for processing. And in return, all the money that the farmers would make off their, off their, their cattle <clears throat> or any of their livestock that they sell to any of these big monopoly-driven competitors, foreign meat market competitors, well, it, it's eaten up with costs for delivery. It's eaten up in cost to have it processed to these big competitors. And by the time the farmers get any kind of compensation back, they're breaking even for what they put out just for feed and maintenance for the year for their livestock that they just sold off. Or they're in financial red. So throwing money at the farmers isn't going to do anything. You're just propping up a problem that's going to collapse eventually. Talk to a local farmer and they'll tell you this. It does not take a genius to figure that out. If everyone's wondering what that noise was, it's my phone. I get texts, alerts, updates from all different social media giants and that was an alert. So if you hear that come up, that sound, that's during during my show. It's it's my cell phone. It means there's an important news article that's broke. But I, I just wanted to bring this article up. It goes into depth about price raises for Americans uh, on steaks and hamburgers and you, you name it, poultry. Um, they said... In November's inflation hit 6.8%, which is the highest since 1982. Uh, it says beef prices shot up to 20.9% uh, in the month of December. Pork rose to 16.8%. <clears throat> and hamburger rose to 13.9%. It says that, uh, again, they're blaming this on 
uh, enormous supply chain disruption across the world economic sectors and an industry that is shifting uh, global slowdown and different speeds and demands for out-supply um, strips in different sectors in the U.S. and around the world. It says Biden's critic claim, critics claim that the president has fed inflation further with heavy government spending, while his Democrat colleagues say that the spending program saved the economy from even deeper damage. It says the meat price <clears throat> rises politically in sensitive areas, along with gasoline prices that also have hit an alarming new high. Well, folks, again, I just went through the whole issue with what's going on in the meat sector, but they're going to blame everything else on what the issue is. I agree. I agree with the president, with Joe Biden, when he says it's big meatpacking giants, but he misses the key point. They're all foreignly owned now. Good luck restricting that. It's not going to happen. You cannot throw money at a problem and hope that it sticks. It's not going to happen. It's not going to fix the problem. Now, my last article, <clears throat> my last article here, it is pretty much on all the major networks. It says Democrats look to salvage the wreckage of Biden's spending plan in 2022. It says Democrats are kicking off the new year with hopes of salvaging the fragments of Biden's signature economic spending plan, the BBB. It says just weeks after key moderate, there's that word again, moderate, Senator Joe Manchin from <clears throat> New Jersey uh, tarnished the party's hopes of passing the massive social spending and climate bill. It says congressional momentum for the Build Back Better plan crumbled at the end of December, and it did. Again, they blamed Joe Manchin for this. Now, in this, they're talking about basically trying to woo Joe Manchin back to the cutting table to get this deal passed. They want to go through and... They're talking about taking the Trump-era child tax credit payments out to woo Joe Manchin and some provisions to the climate change uh, combat strategy. Also, ending some more Trump tax cuts and rollbacks. It says here that... Uh, Joe Manchin <clears throat> said he may, may talk to negotiations with Democrats again uh, by ends week when the Democrats are going to hold a scheduled meeting. Again, will we see Joe Manchin actually use common sense or will he fold like so many have before him to, well, 
stuffing money in his pocket and making it seem like it's going to be a good thing when in actuality they're masking what this bill is again. I don't have an answer for that one, folks. If I was Joe Manchin, you're sitting in a good political position right now. I would let dead dogs lie and walk away from this. But that's just me. I'm not Joe Manchin. I'm not a Democrat. But I wanted to read that article to everybody. This also has to do, like I said, with Chuck Schumer already saying that if they cannot come to an agreement and the Republicans just cannot get out of his way, well, he's going to go nuclear on the filibuster. So uh, the next two to three weeks here, folks, all the way up into the 17th of this month is going to be probably quite interesting. So we'll just have to keep on top of that and see what happens, I guess. Well, folks, that is tonight's show. A lot of information we covered. I gave out a lot of articles. I gave out a lot of information that you can go and look up those articles, please. I'm not saying every time something is spoken out of my mouth, you have to take it as it's 100% And that's just the way it is. I give you the news to make your own decisions. You can rather listen, not listen. I give you the websites to go to, to look at the information and make a rational, knowledgeable consideration for yourself. Make a decision. I do this to bring people information to try to enlighten what's going on. Because you cannot turn on your local news and get the truth anymore. Journalism is very much dead at the national level. And even at some of the state levels and local level. You got to dig. I have to do a lot of digging when I talk about different subjects. And there is a lot of times I throw my opinion out there, but it's just my opinion. It doesn't mean it's the God's gospel of yes and no. Now, I want to go ahead like I always do at the end of my show. I want to thank all of my um, all of my audience for listening. I'm hoping that the 2022 year just continues to grow and we've got phenomenal feedback so far from people and the numbers are growing and not just here in the states from all over um i also want to thank all of my business sponsors again i want to thank everyone from that that supports think local first and if you have a business or anything folks that you would really desperately like me to advertise for free for you hit me hit me up you've got me on facebook at charles nash you can see the big political theater uh logo you can even go to my 
email address, which is politicaltheater114 at gmail.com. Drop us, drop us a line. You can leave me anything. It doesn't even have to be about a business. It can be about a topic, a question. I have that girl, like I said, from New Jersey that emailed me. It can be about sports. It could be about anything, anything you want to talk about. If you're someone who wants to come on the show, the mic is always open. The good news here in the next couple of weeks, I will have my studio up and running. So I will be moving where I'm at. It'll be more secluded, more quiet. Uh, you may not hear Blue running around here. If you don't know who Blue is, if you listen to my my show, Blue is my my 14-year-old basset hound who's half deaf. Um, he, he's been with me in a lot of travels, was with me in the military. Um, <laughs> he's here most often with me. You can hear the jingle from his collar or when he coughs. Um, he has a terrible cold right now. But uh, every time we have a special guest on, folks, he's he's here. Everybody knows who he is. When I used to do the Ditto video on YouTube, everyone could see him. He'd be running around the house or coming down the stairs. So he's very much part of the show as well. I, I don't know how much he'll get into the new studio that we're, we're finishing up. Um, but we'll see. He'll probably pop in from time to time. But again, I want to thank everybody again. Drop us a line. We're always open to anyone over any topic, uh, especially if it has to do with the news or if it's newsworthy. So again, I want to thank everybody. Welcome everybody to the new year. And I will see you here at the end of this week, folks, for another great episode. Stay safe out there and good night, folks. Thanks again.